Welcome, everybody, to Sports and Songs uh, Wrestling Report, if you will. This is Andy here with Jason Inc. Um, don't look for this episode to be on video. This is going to be an audio only. But you can follow along on our Blogspot page. Uh, Jason did a thing called Tattoo Wars, his, his version of WrestleMania. Stipulations were on it. It, could be, it had to be current wrestlers, meaning it had to be in the state they are today. So if he picked Ric Flair, he was getting 73-year-old Ric Flair, not Ric Flair in his prime. He couldn't pick Dusty Rhodes because Dusty Rhodes is in a box six feet under for the last seven years. So it had to be current people in their condition now. The only exception is if they were injured, like with a bad knee, we made that exception if they were healthy, but they were still in today's age. All right. Was that the that was kind of the rules, Jason? If you yep. it was? All right. Yep. So here we go. Um, these matches are kind of in their order. We made up a couple titles. We assumed people were champions that aren't champions anymore, but at the time of this, just go with it. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. here we go. First match, Kerry Morton with his father Ricky Morton in his corner versus Hook with Taz in his corner. First of all, if you're not familiar with Kerry Morton, he's from NWA. Uh, his father, Ricky Morton, was part of the Rock and Roll Express. Hook, of course, with AEW. And if you don't know who his dad, Taz, is, just Go look hit, hit, hit stop right now and don't bother. <laughs> Go look him up. <laughs> um, so Kerry Morton versus Hook. Father's in their, ring, in their corners. How'd this one turn out, Jason? Uh, this one turned out with Hook going over on Kerry Morton. Um, it wound up with the fathers basically getting involved. Um, and basically distracting the referee, uh, Kerry Morton turned around to basically push Taz off of his father and hook, hooked him in the Taz mission and basically took it home. You know, and Ricky Morton was a, a baby face 95% of his life. Yep. He had that time with the York Foundation when he was Richard Morton. But for a baby face, he was always a hothead like that. So that, that would make sense. And, yep. you know, and Taz... He'll interfere, he'll interfere, but you he won't provoke it. He'll just follow along. <laughs> yep. Taz will just sit back and let you let you do the work. All right. Second match, tag team match, kind of again, another second generation match. Gun Club, um, Billy Gunn's boys, against the Von Erich brothers, who are uh, Kevin Von Erich's kids. And this was for the Southern Tag Team titles. Um Parents were not at ringside for this one nope. because that would have really been ugly if the parents were ringside <laughs> for this one. So we got Gun Club against the Von Erichs. How'd this turn out? Uh, the uh, the Von Erichs lost. Uh, the Gun Club sat there and uh, did the low blow. One did the low blow, and as the referee turned uh, turned around with the other uh, with the one of the Von Erichs, uh, the other one turned around with a pair of brass knucks, jacked them in the jaw, and got the pinfall. Gun Club style. Gun club, yeah, gun club. I mean, you know, using tactics of the of their yeah, father. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, young young up and coming team. Uh, yeah. Got to use them crafty skills. <laughs> kind of like the late great Bobby Heenan said: "Win if you can, yep. lose if you must, but always cheat." Yep. That's the yep. gun club. Yep. All right. Third match: Jacob Fatu, um, against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, right now the ROH TV champ, but he's wrestling at AEW. And Jacob Fatu, he. Is he in MLW or is he over in Japan right now? Jacob Fatu is over in MLW. He's right in MLW now. right he now. He does like you like you just mentioned. He does uh, uh, have a tendency of going over to Japan. Um, so he's back and forth between yep. the two. Um, very very talented worker. Yep. Um, you know, all I can say is go check him out. Yeah. Okay. So Jacob Fatu against 
Samoa Joe. No title on the line, just a straight-up match. How'd this one turn out? Uh, slobber knocker. A slobber knocker. <laughs> it, it, uh, JR was all excited. Yeah, it was uh, turned into a brawl, double count out. And... That well, doesn't surprise me. Well, what, what, what can you say? I mean, you got two hot-headed guys. Yep. Um, not very... Uh, Two, they're, they're two guys that aren't uh, that I would say aren't very uh, they, they kind of throw the rules out the door as yep. you can say they're not really technical wrestlers like you would like like a, a Brad Rangins type technical, no. technical wrestler uh, they're close to a, a, a William Regal Daniel Bryan technical wrestler uh, Jacob Fatu I would have I mean to. for for Joe he's yeah, more yeah, that yeah, technical for Joe yeah he's more of that he's more of a submission style wrestler. Uh, Jacob Fatu, uh, best way to describe him, he's uh, he's like Umaga, right? He's just big. Uh, you know, he can go, he can brawl, he can, you know, if he's oh. got to do some high flying, he. But 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 Joe could throw the book out and go too. But if you want to, oh, yeah. Joe could play both sides. Oh yeah, again, like Joe, Joe, same way. Joe, Joe can go whatever way you want him to go. All right, next match for the NWA title, the National Treasure, Nick Aldis against Chris Y2J Jericho. Now this was we booked this a while ago. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow night on Dynamite. So this was Jericho with the long hair. Just in case he loses it tomorrow night. <laughs> this was Jericho with the long hair. Right. Because that's the way it was booked. That's how he was in his condition at the time. So as you're trying to picture the match, that's how you picture it. Uh, this one this one uh, went to what is called a Broadway. Yes, it was a vacated title going into the match. So it's still a vacated title. It's a, it, it was a vacated title, and this one unfortunately went to a Broadway. And for you, what that means is basically it went to a draw. Time limit draw. Time limit draw. All right. Um, yeah. Next match Walter, or Connor, as WWE is remembered. <laughs> but we're old school. He's still Walter. Walter against who's uh, in. Up on the main roster now, finally. Yeah, he's actually, believe it or not, the IC not, title. Yeah, he's the IC champion right now. But so when we booked that, this, that, he that's was a huge deal. He was still Walter in uh, yep. NXT when we booked this, but Walter against Powerhouse Hobbs from AWA. Powerhouse Hobbs, kind of a cross between, I'd say, a, I'd say a Ron Simmons and a Terry Gordy, I guess. Style wise, build wise, uh, yeah, kind of a cross between those two. Yeah, two of my heroes growing Dr. up, Doctor Death and uh, Terry. Yeah, Gordy, I would say, yeah. Um, so how did it go between Walter and Powerhouse Hobbs? Uh, it was a it was a very uh, what you call a uh, it was it was it was a powerhouse match. It was a, it was it, it was a Doctor Death Steve Williams versus Terry Gordy style match. Yep. Uh, basically, uh. Powerhouse Hobbs had Walter in the corner. He went charging. Uh, Walter moved, and Powerhouse Hobbs got knocked out by the turnpost. He hit the turnpost and uh, basically uh, knocked him out, and Walter Walter got the pinfall. Now, just so you picture it, Hobbs hit the post and fell down. He did not get loopy, and Walter did not go for the schoolboy and roll him up. No, 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 no. no, 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 It wasn't that way. It was a head, back, pin. Okay. Nope. I don't picture Walter doing a schoolboy at Powerhouse Hobbs for a win. <laughs> nah, not, not right no away. fantasy match not ever right will away. have that ending with those two. Yeah, not right away. All right, for the vacated TV title, it's Wheeler Yuta against Matt Taven. Now, where would you find Matt Taven right now if you're Matt watching? Matt Taven is, uh, wrestles in Ring of Honor, and he's also, uh, I believe, wrestled over in Japan. He's actually tagged with Mike Bennett. On a pretty more, right. on a pretty regular basis, they go by uh, the now they go by the original OGs. At one point yeah. in time, they were known as the Kingdom. Yep, 
with Maria Canellis. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, Matt Taven against William Uda, Wheeler Yuta, who, of course, William Yuta is part of the BCC and AEW. I got that in the right order. Okay. <laughs> with William Regal and the boys. So, who got this for the vacated TV title? Wheeler Yuta got the surprise the surprise pin with uh, help from uh, William Regal on the outside. I'm sorry, Lord Stephen Regal on yes. the outside. He uh, tripped Taven up, and uh, we're going old school and calling well, him Stephen Regal. Let right. me let me correct myself there because I was literally there. <laughs> yeah. uh, he had he had uh, he had Ta- or, uh, he had Wheeler Yuta was out on the apron. Taven went for the suplex, and, Re- and Regal sat there and grabbed the ankle, and that was the rest of it. All right, um, so Yuda is your new TV champion. Yep. All right, Mandy Leone against Serena Deeb. Where would we find Mandy Leone at? She is over. She is another one that's over in Ring of Honor. She's uh one of the top. She's one of the top ladies wrestlers over there. Believe it or not. All right. Now Ring of Honor, of course, you're not going to see it on your TV for a while. Just some pay per views since the first of the year. That's the other company that. Tony Khan has purchased, so yeah. you might see these names coming up. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I've only seen her in Ring of Honor, but and I'm not sure where she kind of broke out of, like as far as who trained her. Yeah. Um. But from what I've watched, she's she's pretty impressive. She reminds me of like a. She reminds me kind of like a sensational Sherry, slash. Uh, She's kind of like a modern day sensational Sherry. Kind of meets okay. like meets like Medusa Michelli. Okay. Type 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 work. So it was her against Serena Deeb, uh, who should be the AEW Women's Champ, but that's another story for another day. How'd this match turn out? Uh, this match was a very technical match. Um, surprisingly though, Mandy Leone got the uh, upsize or um, surprising pin with a clean with a clean pinfall. Clean pin. Good job. All right. Josh Woods from Ring of Honor against Brian Danielson for the Pure Wrestling title. Well, a vacated title going into this match. Um, Josh Woods, again, of course, up and coming from ROH. Brian Danielson, uh, we all are familiar with his work. How'd this one turn out? This one was a very rough style match. I mean, both guys have, both guys are very well known for the, their mixed martial arts and their mm-hmm. kicks and a lot of their like submission style, style wrestling. Um, it was a, it was, it did turn into a bloodbath. Um, but what basically happened was basically they both got, they both, both wound up getting knocked out. Regal came down and slipped in and put, and put Brian on top of, uh, Woods for the pinfall. Nice. The referee actually had gotten thrown out of the ring prior to them both getting knocked out. And then they both got back in the ring and just started, you know, going going back at it. Malachi Black against CM Punk. The condition in this match, the loser gets a tattoo removed. Yep. If you've seen both these guys, there's a lot of a lot of coloring all over them. Um, so loser has to have a tattoo removed. How'd this one turn out? Uh, this one, they actually added. There was actually stipula- stipulation added to to this match, and that was. They they decided because both guys had problems with people interfering, they've decided to put it in a cage. Uh oh. They lowered the cage. Malachi uh, against CM Punk. Uh it, it was a very uh it was a very uh fair match. Both guys, you know, you can't really say neither one had the upper hand. Uh but basically uh the lights went out 
and basically Buddy Murphy came down, helped to Malachi Black by spraying the mist in Punk's face, and then the lights went back out, and when the lights came back on, the referee the referee basically saw Black on top of Punk, and Black got the pinfall. All right. For the TBS title, Jade Cargill against Jazz. Uh, this match... This match ended. This match ended weird. Uh, it basically ended in a brawl because they both they basically uh, the first referee got knocked out. Another referee ran down for the, to make the pinfall. And every time that the rest would run down, they just kept on sitting there knocking people out and going back to brawling. So they basically, unfortunately, threw the match out. A, a no contest. It was there was a no contest there because they couldn't keep order. I'm surprised even got that match started with those two gals. <laughs> well, anybody, going to... well, anybody that knows Jazz, Jazz, Jazz knows She don't need Jazz, no belt to start fighting. Jazz, is a, Jazz is a tough cookie. And yep. if you don't know who she is, I suggest you go look her up. Her and Jackie would have been a sweet, sweet tag team. Yeah, that would have made for a, a three-way. That, her, and, her and Jackie would have been some... Woo. That's all I got to say. Some, some badass gals right there. I'm sorry. They, 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 you should put them three together. They could be the new baddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, a four-way match, a ladies' four-way match, or women's, depending on who you are. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, Natalia, Tamika Stuka, and Miranda Gordy, all second-generation wrestlers, as they say down south. So Tessa Blanchard, of course, Tully Blanchard's daughter, stepdaughter to Magnum T.A. Natalia, of course, Jim Danville, Nyhart's daughter. Tamika Stuka, Jimmy Superfly Stuka's daughter. And Miranda Gordy, Terry Bam Bam Gordy's daughter. And Miranda Gordy, I heard just the other day, was on AEW Dark again. She so. was. She was. Uh, she's been doing a handful of matches she, and there. she's actually, believe it or not, I don't know if anybody's heard, but she's actually been doing matches up here in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, one of our local associations. She was the yeah, champion for a while. she's actually wrestling for, uh, it's called uh, Mid-Eastern uh, All-Star Wrestling. Is she their champion or was it no, she's still not, Domain's champion? She's not, she's not the champion, but she's been competing up here. She had one of the belts for one of the local associations uh, for a while, yeah, I thought. She's yeah. A, yeah, but good she's, gal. She's nice making, gal. She's making a good name for herself. She's a good follow on Instagram, by the way. So, Side plug. All right. Yeah. So these four are going at it. There can only be one winner. <laughs> Unfortunately. Terry, Terry Gordy's daughter pulls the victory Miranda off. Gordy, yep. The, that, that, that secret... The... the, the Cinderella. She uh, she 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 went on a terror. Uh, once the match got in the hand and they it got you know started getting in, like after I'd say like probably the first six minutes, she finished everybody off surprisingly with the golden spike that her dad used to use. That's right. Oriental spike. The yeah. Oriental spike that her dad and, used to use back in the day. Very uh very effective move. And, and if you're not familiar with any of these four, if you're familiar with one, I could say you'll know what I'm talking about all of them. Yeah, they're all second generation, but none of them are your typical Barbie wrestlers, like the Bellas or Kelly Kelly. They're not the Barbie no, wrestlers. These no. are girl, gals who are into the wrestling. So if this was a four-way match, this would have been a very and, awesome and all, match. And all their fathers, if you think about it, all their dads were, in, a, in one way or another, were brawlers. I, their dads would have loved to see a four-way match. <laughs> Back in the day, their dads were Tully Blanchard. Jim Nyhart, Jimmy Snuka, and Terry Gordy. That would have been a sweet four-way match. I mean, right even there. a lot of people would say, "Well, how is Telly Blanchard? How would Telly Blanchard be a brawler?" But nobody's. But, but yeah. if you've never seen Telly Blanchard's matches, go watch it. Look at his bunkhouse matches with with the American Dream. Yeah, with Dusty. The Williams. I Quit match with Magnum T.A. Yeah, I mean, he was, Tully did his bit, man. Tully had his. He, Tully had his matches be, before he was sure. with Arn and the Brainbusters. He was one yeah. tough sob. Yeah, it's. I mean, 
Yeah, all of them. All right. John Moxley against Jonathan Grisham. Uh, Jonathan Grisham in ROH and Impact a lot, mostly ROH now. Uh, and, of course, we all know Mox, again, the third member of BCC here to be here in the thing. How did this match turn out? Oh, this match turned out to be a very sweet match. It was a very technical match. Um, but Jonathan Grisham got the, uh, he basically got the roll up with the whole, with a whole handful of tights and uh, basically uh, got the pinfall. So it was um, not a sweep for the BCC. No, it wasn't. They actually came down and got involved, but Jonathan Grisham surprisingly had some friends up his sleeve. He actually had Jay Lethal and his little posse right. come down, uh, and they got involved. And uh, Jay Lethal, as as everybody knows, was tag team champions with Jonathan Grisham. Yep. Grisham had parted ways for a little while, and Jay Lethal came down and lended a hand, and Grisham decided to join the clique. Again, Grisham... With ROH coming back, you've got to go back and watch some of his matches. That boy uh, can Grisham, go. I'm going to tell you what. I'm gonna tell that you, boy goes. I'm going to tell you who Grisham reminds me a lot of. And a lot of people would probably watch him and say, okay, I don't see it. He reminds me of Benoit. And the fact that he's short. Yep. But he's built. He's, you know, he's built stocky. And the way he wrestles with the technical style. He's, he's built like a little JYD. Yeah, he's kind of built like a Where it's little bit. more upper body. That's you what know? I'm saying. He's more yeah. upper body is. But that. you know, how Benoit was he was short, but he had like that dynamite kid frame. Yeah, yep. that's kind of how Jonathan Grisham is. He's he's short, but he's got that he's got that dynamite kid build, and he just he's just a technical wrestler. All right. And our final match, I don't want to say main event because these could have all main evented anywhere. Exactly. Our final match for the vacated AEW title at the time. Cowboy James Storm against the Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> there was lots of chewing tobacco and the horse manure all around the ring. I suppose you two off the bottom of their shoes, you know. This two the, good old boys going at it. This was a this was a straight down cowboy street fight. Yep. They uh, at the last minute, unfortunately, they were both in the back doing their promos, and James Storm uh, at the last minute. Wanted had a stipulation that he wanted to he wanted Paige to abide by, and when they asked him what it was, he said, "Let's make this a cowbell match." Okay, we're gonna have a good old fashioned bull rope match. We're yeah. gonna dedicate this to Dusty Rhodes. All right. Um, unfortunately for the Hangman, the Cowboy got the last drink and the win. That's the way it goes. And that was and that was it. Uh, it was but uh, Hangman, I said touching all four corners. There was a shot in each corner ha- too. Ha- Hangman Page uh, gave it a gave it a hell of a try, but the cowboy pulled it out. All right, that is our first annual tattoo wars. Gonna take a little break here. Then we're gonna come back and just kind of cover some wrestling news lately. All right, we're back for part two of the little wrestling report update here. Uh, this is Andy along with Jason Inc. Um, going to talk about some AEW news coming up here. Um, as you know, we, we both just read about WWE. We don't really follow it. So we're just going to kind of skip over a lot of their stuff right now. Um, cause a lot of the big news is coming out of AEW. First of all, they're a pay-per-view for her forbidden door, uh, which is AEW versus new Japan. Um, but AEW has three wrestlers. So they found out because of their contracts with, Triple A and CML down in Mexico forbids them from wrestling in Forbidden Door, and that would be Andrade and the Lucha Brothers. Um, 
so when you see these three not wrestling there, it's not them. It's not Tony Gaon saying, oh, sorry, you can't wrestle because those three would be an awesome on the, on the card. But with that being said, AEW has got their intern world champion coming up because CM Punk won it and now he's injured. And I hate this interim championship bit. They did it for the TV title. Now they're going to do it for this. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Um, all it does is it's basically giving you the opponent from, for a Punk when he comes back. Just have a tournament for the number one contender then. Whatever. Um, they do have their new Atlantic title coming up, which if you read into it a little too much, it looks like you can't be an American to be in this tournament right now. <laughs> Is that just dumb luck? Is that the way the title? I guess we'll have to find out to see how it plays out. I I personally, I mean, a lot of people will probably, the general AEW fan will probably say, oh, that's hokey, you know, like that's ridiculous, whatever. I personally like it. I think it will keep things interesting. It's not, I feel like it's, you're not going to get bored of it easily. Um, and I think it's going to be a title that's going to be, not that all the other titles aren't taken seriously, but I think that's going to be the, the title that is going to be taken the most seriously. Do you think this will be a belt that you'll see sometimes in new Japan, sometimes in AEW, sometimes in ROH? Or they'll stay between AEW and New Japan. Um, it's kind of hard to say because I mean I guess it just depends on what stars they're interested in sticking in the circle. Um, I mean I, the 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 smart thing in my opinion would be to keep the cycle going. Let let New Japan and Mexico and all Japan or whatever keep. Let let them be a part of that because you're gonna see a lot of not just not just new new Japan stars and not just triple WA stuff, but you're gonna see a lot of international stars that are gonna come through Japan that are gonna come through Mexico. You're gonna see guys like from Finland, like David Finley's boy. You're I mean uh, Finley's uh, Finley's boy. You know you're gonna see David Finley gonna come through. You're gonna see guys like Will Ospreay. You're gonna see you know you're gonna see guys from like maybe Canada. You know. And, and leave leave that forbidden door open for just for that title. Right. Don't, like, the rest of the belts, keep your general population of stars that you're going to normally use within, like, the TNT ring. But as far as, like, the American Atlantic belt, let, let there be an open door of a variety of nations. Right. I think, because I think it'll make... I think it'll make it fun. I think you'll you, you'll you'll start to see. You'll be like, oh man, I didn't know he wrestled in Finland. Wow, like so. Did you know so and so's boy was down at you know? You, yeah. you'll, you'll see a variety of stuff, right? And that's why I kind of like it too. It's going to be passed around. And then of course, Jeff Hardy, the elephant in the room in wrestling news right now. Jeff Hardy for the third time in three years has been arrested for DUI. You can never say arrested for suspicion. You were busted DUI. You can't. I, I never understood that when they say he was arrested under suspicion of D. No, they they suspected of it, confirmed it, so he was arrested for DUI. Um, his court date is tomorrow, I believe. This is Tuesday, the fourteenth. So tomorrow's his court date. No, nah, actually, I think his court date was actually today. Oh, was it day? Yeah, he he bailed. From what I read, he bailed out last night after he was arrested. I think he they, he he was bailed out by bond at like I forget like what time it was like eight nine o'clock at night or whatever it was and then he was supposed to appear today at like one o'clock in front of a judge, um, but 
with that being said, AEW has suspended him. The requirements from what I've read is they will take him back, but before he comes back, he needs to continue his sobriety, prove to them that he's not going to be like this. And from what Tony Khan said, if he does all that, they'd be more than happy to have him back. Um, with that being said, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are pointing the finger at him and, oh, he's a drunk, he's this, he's that. You know, I saw a post today that said, oh, congratulations, Jeff Hardy. You're the, you're the, you're the, uh, you're the first ever three-time mugshot champion. You know, my, my suggestion to people and my advice to people is don't judge nobody by what they're going through because so many guys go through things just like we all do. You don't know what's going on in their personal life. Say what you want to sit there and say, love them or hate them. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, just just love him for what he's done for the business. You know, and, and I'll just say this, and I'm going to apologize for it now. Addiction's a bitch. It is. Let's just say it. And he's fighting demons. We've all had our own demons. I don't care if it's drinking, drugs, gambling, this, that, the other thing, eating, chewing your fingernails. We've all had addictions, all right? He's fighting his. I think the one thing we're all fighting right now, you and I a little bit in a way too on this, is eating a little crow about the way we treated WWE for letting him go. Yep. For accusing him of stuff. He said he was clean. We all assume Tony Khan made him take a pee test before he started. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe when Jeff left WWE, he was clean. Maybe he wasn't. But he could have been clean that week. Maybe he'd been clean for the last year and a half and he slipped off the wagon the other day. We don't know. And you know what? I don't care. He needs help. Let's get him the help. And I don't think we'll ever see the Hardys again, in my opinion, because it's going to be hard to take him back. If he does, the crowd's going to love him. What I want to know is, is AEW a little bit to blame? Because they were working him hard a lot lately. He was jumping off the side of buildings. He was always doing this and that. Was he self-medicating? He over-medicated? Has he always been self-medicating but knew how to control it? So there's been reports that he hasn't looked right in the ring lately either. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, like you said, he probably was clean when WWF blamed him for whatever they blamed him for. And we're not going to go back and hold that over his head. Another show for another day. You know, the thing, but the thing that I'm trying to, but the thing that I'm trying to get across to fans in general is if you're a wrestling fan, love him for who he is. Look, you know. All the years of Jake the Snake, everybody pointed the fingers at Jake the Snake for being a drug a drug and alcoholic, and he was this. Let me tell you what. You go back and you watch his bio and you watch his DVD and you watch all that that man's been through, and I'm not making excuses up for you know the fact that he used alcohol or cocaine or whatever, but you go back and you listen to his bio and you watch that bio about what that man's been through. If, if I went through half of the stuff that I, that he went through and seen half of the stuff that he did, I'd probably use cocaine. Right. Okay? And let's look at the guys in the past. Jade Snake. Look um, at, look at, Lord look, Warrior Hawk. Look at Scott Hall. Scott, Scott Hall. Hall. Scott Hall was a bouncer. He was living his life normal. He was doing his job. And because a gun went off and a guy got killed because the guy was sitting there going to try to rape a woman... Because he was doing his job, a man got killed, and because he couldn't live with that, he turned to alcohol. You know what? I'd probably turn to alcohol too, even right. even if I didn't mean to kill the guy, and even right. if it was it wasn't that. That's still a demon, like you said, that he's got to fight. Yep. And this is Jeff Hardy's demon. You know, like alcoholism 
Excuse my language. It's a bitch. Yeah, we just said that. <laughs> but you, listen, you look at Road Warrior Hawk. You look at Scott Hall. You look at Jeff Hardy. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. He fought that demon. Chris Benoit. Benoit. No one really knows what happened to Chris Benoit. And you know, to this day, anyone says anything bad about Chris Benoit to my face, you're losing teeth. Because, yeah, he had his issues, but you know what? A lot of guys have their issues. And, and, and in all sports, and I'm just going to say this, and, and I'm, I don't know this for a fact. This is hypothetically. How, okay, the, the guy who's the head at 3M right now, how do you he doesn't go home and do three lines of cocaine and smack his wife around? We don't yep. know. But, but an athlete does that, damn him to hell. Yep. Joe Office guy does it, oh, the poor man needs help. Yep. Quit separating the stars. And I'm not saying athletes, musicians, actors, entertainers. They're held in a different light. Yep. As much as since I was two, I've dreamed of being in that light, maybe I won't handle it as well as these guys are. Yep. Maybe I would be in that same boat. I'd like to say no, but you don't know till you're in that boat. I, I've been in that spotlight, and let me tell you what, as as a former pro wrestler, okay, you know, I've seen things happen. I've seen best friends, you know, go through through overdoses and, and everything else. But let me just say this as a former pro wrestler. Thankfully, I never I never got mixed in drugs and never had an alcohol problem. You know, I didn't have them issues. But let me just say this. Don't be so fast to judge a person because until you know what they're going through or until you know what their lifestyle is, you have no clue. And you always hear, and it seems to be the baby faces you always hear about with the problems. I said Road Warrior Hawk. Jeff Hardy. Scott Hall was a baby face. I don't care what anyone says. Everybody loved him. Buddha won during the matches, but before the bell, they loved him. But your baby faces, look back at the 80s, folks. Hell, the Sean Von Eriks. Hell, Shawn Michaels. But look at the Von Eriks. Yep. Each one of them has a demon. So don't... And they were... They could they could do whatever they want. They could and you've never heard Texas. one fan, not Boom. one fan... Complain about ever that. ...ever booed a Devon Eriks. Right. And when they had their drug issues, it was like... Oh, the poor boy had a problem. But now someone like Jeff Hardy happens to him. Loser, alcoholic. Yep. But the fan favorite, Von Erichs, who could walk on water in Texas. Oh, that poor boy. No, all of them are, oh, that poor boy, in my opinion. Yep. These people need help. Worship them for the two hours they're on TV. But after yep. that, when you see him at Target or the gas station or their kid's ball game, he's just another father. Right. Let these guys live their life. There, I'm off my soapbox. Um, good. But... So I was talking about AW's got their matches coming up tonight. We don't, or tomorrow night, I'm sorry. We don't know how they're going to change the match for their three-way tag. Um, I'd love to find out later, and I'm sure it'll come out later, where the Hardy's supposed to win it tomorrow night or not. Curiosity, I want to know. I'm not going to boo anybody for it or, or blame Jeff Hardy for it. Oh, you cost Matt a title run. No, but I'm just curious how that match was booked before this. It's, it's. Because I can see it going, all, okay, it was supposed to be the, the Bucks. Against Jurassic Express, against the Hardys. And I don't care who wins that one. I can see any three of them winning it and being okay with it. But now that they throw the Hardys out, are they going to throw somebody in to fill in with Matt? Is it going to be a new tag team? Is it going to be just the two teams? Will it still be a ladder match? Are they going to throw it all out altogether? I, mean, I, I, I think that even if, it, even if it's not a triple threat match, I think they should still, because it's been advertised as one, I think they should still keep it as a ladder match. Yeah, although they have pulled that match off all advertising for Wednesday. So, you got 15, 20 minutes, you got to kill. You, th- you throw together another match. And again, no offense to anybody, I'm just going to throw any out. I don't want to see Ricky Starks get some jobber for 15 minutes to fill time. <laughs> Make it a contending, a match worth 
to fulfill a tag team title match spot. Do a, hey, I mean, like, I mean, they could do if they want if they want to fill that spot. I mean, they could do they could do a number one contenders match. They could have Keith Lee and Swerve against uh, Starks and yep. Starks and Hobbs. I mean, you know, like throw it out there. I mean, yep. let's do you it. Know. Um, you know, the other thing with like you were talking about Forbidden Door, um, it's kind of hard at this point to really call like to really make your picks as far as like who you think is going to take what because right now the door is still open as far as what matches are there and what matches aren't. Um, there are some matches that are speculated to happen. But, but it's not, so far out that's going to change two, three times. Yeah, but they're not, they're not really, it's not really finalized on paper. Right. So until I actually see the card, I'm not really going to make any picks. Um, tonight. Even the match that's set for the interim, interim champion, that's so far out. Someone's going to get hurt, could change. I'm not even going to get excited for that one until two weeks out. Yeah. I mean, you know, things yeah. happen. Things happen. You know, Something could happen. But that's my any closing shots before we close the book. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, who, who's, your, who's your pick for who's your pick tomorrow night to uh, get their head shaved, Andy? I'd love to see Jericho get shaved. Because well, I think Jericho, and here's why. He's professional entertainer enough. With the rock band stuff, he could still pull it off. Yep. Rob Helford and Juice Priest is bald. Yep. Bruce Dickinson from Iron Man had hair longer than Jericho's. He cut it. He keeps it real short. He's pulled it off. And Jericho's got a big tour of Europe coming up, so he can have time to shave it, go on tour, and get a little fuzz back before he comes back, and that be a cue ball ball. Mm-hmm. Unless, but that's the thing in wrestling, as you know, Jason. Uh, Jay Lethal lost his hair match how many years ago? He's still skin bald. Yep. Kurt Angle lost his. He's kept it skin bald. Yeah, Very man. few guys let it grow back afterwards. I don't think if Jericho lost, he'd keep it skin bald. Or would no, he? If he if he if he shaves it, I would say if he does when he does grow it back, it'll probably be like he did when he first cut it. Like and he was short, he, and he had it like short or whatever. When you made the list, his yeah. hair was short that way. Um, but it's hard. But it's hard to say. And then again, I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, so many guys have shaved their head bald and decided to keep it as is. Um, yep. I, I think Ortiz could lose it and go bald, and he's gonna let it grow back. And I mean, Ortiz would look fine with a bald. Um. I don't know. It's it, you know. But I think it's, it's gonna be this way. It's like anything else. If Jericho loses and gets his head shaved, the Jericho Appreciation Society wins the Blood and Guts match. Yeah. Whoever gets their head shaved, that team, that team is winning yeah, Blood yeah, and Guts. Yeah, I was gonna say that team. So is over, yeah. now I don't see Jericho losing the Blood and Guts. I see him winning that one. So I see him going bald and then getting his revenge on Blood and Guts. Yep. So that yeah, because Jericho's got a you know yeah, because Jericho's went over at the first one or, or no yeah. no actually did he yeah no no they, they lost because remember MJF and them went over yeah because MJF pushed yeah pushed him over the edge yeah, so I guess this would be Jericho's first, first one if he yeah. went over he would be uh yeah I don't know Andy I think me and you uh since we we do this podcast every couple months I think me and you ought to like you know we 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 could book a hair versus hair match I mean I think you'd look good bald you have no hair to shave. Uh, shave that shit off well, your back, maybe. Well, oh, well, oh, so oh, 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 oh what are you trying to say that I'm George the Animal Steel? That that sweater you're wearing, we could get that rid of that. Oh, so so do I have to start going around? I'll be like Bruno, Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> get your tongue green or something. Like, like George the Animal Steel. <laughs> your teddy bear with you. <laughs> All right, that's what we got, folks. Um, like I said, uh, you'll find this no uh, no video version of this, just audio only. We'll do this again in about a couple months or so, probably right before Fibrin Door. We know the matches, know what's going on. We'll either do some little sit-down chat like this, or we'll do another blog with our picks on it, and we'll go from there. All right, thank you very much. Uh, Sports and Songs, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
our blog, all that happy stuff. Thanks.